Now, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So we got two guys who are tougher and smarter than I am now. And then we're going to get a guy who's tougher, smarter, and younger than I am. So first thoughts, Scott, and then we'll go Jason. Jason's going to keep stats. And he, he doesn't like to talk. That's why he'll take the screen off. Not that he's hiding anything or anything weird going on in the background. <laughs> he does not want the IRS to catch him, I guess, right? Exactly. <laughs> Staying under the radar. Go to the right house with all that money from our picks that he gets uh, in Vegas. So happy to be here again. You know, Wednesday nights, uh, you know, I'm always happy to be here and excited that this kicks off on Wednesday nights. It's the unofficial style of the week. So um, let's get to 70% this week. It's going to be one of these really, really soon. I think this could be the week. So. Let, no, I, I kind of like it. I think um, like you guys have been saying, some of these picks pick themselves. Yeah. And um, I'm going to have it in the episode notes. I keep writing stuff in because I'm in an observational kind of part of my life here. The book will be coming out at some point. Uh, Do we get free copies? Yes, yeah, so you guys get free <laughs> copies, free autographs copies of the book uh but in the episode notes the top 10 rules of betting i'm putting maxims underneath and one very relevant we're going to talk about as we go on jason from chicago we've got regional diversity here right so he scott's from the northeast jason's from the midwest chicago first thoughts jason as you look at the numbers he's our statistician yeah, there's definitely some interesting numbers on the board this week. A lot of, uh, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of good plays, though, and um, quite a few uh, tight games. So I'll be uh, curious where you guys uh, uh, lock in on the consensus pick. Uh, a lot of tight spreads, a lot of minus ones, plus ones, one and a halfs. So it's going to be an interesting week. Um but uh, definitely excited. Uh, great, great job to this group last week on the totals. Uh, very, very nice um, finish there at over almost 70%. So love to see that again this week. And I'm excited. Looking forward to the picks. Big time. And we're always 70% and something, you know, because we're usually a lot higher as a total thing. But we're close to 70% on the uh, – on the totals, which makes it exciting because we just have to stay consistent with the totals and kill us on the side. And then we have a lot more money. We're going to be blocked out of some sports books, but some sports books won't know about it. We can get accounts and get a uh, Bitcoin paid. Proxy in Vegas will get a big tip as we got money coming from all places. And I encourage all IRS agents, especially the new ones that just been hired by Biden. Uh, to please turn off the podcast now and, and don't listen to anything we have to say. Uh, first thoughts, our superstar, Arena League football, 26 yards to catch. His brother is going to take on the mighty the USC Trojans. They'll go to Corvallis this weekend. I'm not going to say too much. I want to get too much back to them. I don't want, I don't want to give them locker room material. But we're very excited about Chad's brother and uh, get Chad in the NFL. He definitely should be on a few teams. First thoughts, Chad. 
Man, um, yeah, good week. Um, two, you know, profitable back-to-back weeks. Um, did a little better in week two than I did in week one. That's what we like to see, a little, little uh, you know, progress moving forward every week, get a, get a little better every week. Um, but, yeah, there, there are some, um, you know, some interesting games. There are a couple, you know, doing my research today and going through the games. There's a couple I, uh, I left blank to kind of decide here live on the podcast after I see what you guys are thinking. Um, but yeah, man, I think, uh, there's some, some overreactions this week. Um, some interesting stuff. I mean, like the lions total by lions and the Vikings got a 53, um, after cousins, the cousins debacle against the Eagles with the, that's, that's an interesting number there. Um, very, very high for, for, uh, for my liking, but, uh, yeah, there's some interesting stuff this week. I'm just, I'm happy I didn't miss anything, man. I thought I was going to miss a few games. I was gonna have to backtrack. See what you guys were thinking. Yeah, no, yeah, it's getting stuff together. Need to get a secretary to work on that. An intern. I apologize from the beginning to the intern. (laughs) Haven't even been hired yet. Listen to this podcast. I'm apologizing to you. I don't even know who you are. Um, (laughs) and haven't hired you yet. And remember that my wife, a psychotherapist is the HR where you can go to complain about me, go to somebody over <laughs> my head here, uh, get it smoother. So we're going to make a lot of money this week. I, I can feel it. Uh, also with college football, college football is going to get that's Friday. First game, Super Bowl champion, Mike Tomlin going to Cleveland the mistake by the lake. Historically, I'm 70% betting against analytics team. When I don't follow my advice, I lose money. So after what transpired the first couple weeks, I learned from my mistakes. I picked the Jets, which was the catalyst for me getting profit myself last week, was the Jets against the analytics teams because they do stupid stuff at the end. Uh, Mike Tomlin... Couldn't stop the run last week. Cleveland can run the football. But when you look at uh, the head coach of Cleveland versus Super Bowl champion and Brian Flores, love the under and love the Steelers plus five. I think the Steelers might lose 17 to 14, but analytics teams don't cover the spread. Let's go Scott, then Chad. I love the under as well. I, I can't see the team getting into, into the uh, high teens uh, to low 20s. Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers here. I, I think getting that many points, right? Um, the, the debacle of the Patriots game last week by them, I think they will come out with a laser shot focus in a short week in a rivalry game. Right. So I love Pittsburgh in this situation. Getting that many points, absolutely. And I love the under in this. I, I can see this like a 20 to 7 type of game. So Yeah, and I like the fact that Mr. Rinsky is younger than Jacoby Brissett. Yes. What do you think, Chad? It's I mean, I'm with you guys here. Love the under in this game. Um I mean, Steelers are two and zero to the under. Cleveland actually has gone over, I believe, both weeks, so they're due for an under. Um, and then, yeah, on the side here, it's like 
God, I hate betting, betting Mitch Trubisky. I really, really do. Um, but everything we saw last week with the Cleveland debacle, losing to the Jets, man, I, I really think that, you know, as a franchise, man, that is a, that is a really deflating loss for everybody. Um, you know, after getting a tough win on the road in Carolina, you come home against the Jets and you blow a 14-touchdown lead with three minutes to go. Um, man, I, I, I really think that they're um, – their, uh, you know, overall just confidence is really, really shaken. And, yeah, you got a Super Bowl winning coach here getting five points in a division game. That's going to be a low-scoring game. I can't see either team winning this game by more than a field goal. So, you right. got to go You got to go Pittsburgh plus the five points. Um, I'm with you guys here. As much as I hate backing Mitch Trubisky because he can't even throw the ball to the left side of the field. And, um, <laughs> it's uh, – you know, they haven't looked good running the ball yet. Hopefully, they can get some success. They can get Najee going a little bit here. Um, but yeah, this game's going under, and it's it's going to be seventeen to fourteen either way. You anyway, you sli- either way you slice it, one of the teams win seventeen to fourteen. So uh, I like I like Pittsburgh here uh, plus the five under the thirty eight and a half. I'm with you guys. And you know Pittsburgh stacking the box against the Cleveland run game. They're going to yeah. make Brissett beat them right. for sure, for sure. So. And Rochette's old. He not as young as he used to be, and he really can't uh, get out of the pocket anymore and get a couple first downs with his legs. Which and I don't know who other than you know uh, the Michigan guy, People's Jones. I don't even know who who else is throwing to over there. So. Well, he's got Amari. He's got People's Jones. He's oh, Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari yeah. Cooper's there. So Amari Cooper, position receiver. Yeah, Peoples Jones is more of a possession guy too. Yeah, so they got nobody to go deep. Yeah, not really. Yeah, not really. All right. So the unanimous pick is Steelers plus four and a half, under thirty-eight point five points. Another analytics team, loser team. Uh, the Panthers, bad loss. Matt Rule, who's only had. Uh, two winning seasons, one at Baylor and one at Temple. Now he's getting $5 million a year to coach the Panthers. And it's been a complete disaster analytics teams. And we're talking, I was talking to uh, Jason for the podcast. And it seems like FanDuel and DraftKings are going to try to do t- technical analysis, which we know that nobody's ever gotten rich with technical analysis. People have gotten Rich selling technical analysis. The people selling the software to the Panthers are getting rich, but the Panthers are losing. <laughs> uh, so, so it's fine with us. We're fundamental analysis people. We'll take our money. Uh, they're getting three points against the Saints. Uh, Winston, Jameis Winston is hurt. Uh, he's playing with a with five cracked ribs or whatever in his back. We saw that happen. He was trying to do some drills training camp. He shouldn't have been doing. Uh, this is a division game. They study each other all summer. Uh, Matt Rule is coaching for his job, but he might want to lose on purpose and just make more money at Arizona State or Nebraska. So it's one of these guys who always fails forward. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. Uh, Panthers, I like them. I'm going to buy the point because they are a loser team. 
they they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory, or whatever you say. Uh, so plus four in under 40, uh, Pete Carmichael worked 15 years with Sean Payton. Sean Payton, control freak, never let him call the place. So now he's calling place for the first time. And it shows, though, now we know why he didn't let him call the place. It was a debacle, uh, especially the fourth quarter against Tampa Bay. So, actually, on defense, Matt Rule, who's his own defensive coordinator, has a little bit of an edge on Pete Carmichael. So, you can't. I, I do not trust him to win, but I trust him to lose by a field goal or to, uh, yeah, lose by one point to the field goal, figure out a way to lose, but cover four points. And uh, a lot of arguing on the uh, Saints offense, a lot of confusion. So, I like the under, and Dennis Allen's a good defensive coach. We'll go Chad, then Scott. Man, I love the under in this game. I'm with you. I've been. This is one of the games I've been going back and forth on. Um, gosh, it's really – the Panthers have been so god-awful. Um, you know, New Orleans coming off a tough, tough division loss here. Um you know, I, I had, I mean, I, I'm going to go with New Orleans here under the two and a half, under the three. Um, they were at two and a half earlier today. Is, has the line gone up to three? Yeah, it's at uh, minus three. Three yep. right now. Um, man, I, I, I think the Saints can win this game. I mean, I'm the same, same, same as Josh here. I think the Saints won this one by a field goal. Um, so, I mean, if you got the, Carolina plus four. I I do think they'll they they could cover that, but I I like I like New Orleans here, um, minus the two and a half under the key number three. We got Sean Payton, man. We got a Hall of Fame coach, um, you know, and and coming off a tough division loss to the well, Sean Payton is in there, but the guy he tutored Carmichael is there. Oh, Payton. You know he's the only guy he's ever coached with. Wait, oh, Payton, Payton retired last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's a lot of smoke of him coming out of retirement pretty soon. Yeah, so yeah, back to the Saints? Uh, no, to probably Dallas. That's uh, what they're talking about. Yeah, he uh, tried it. There was a plot that somehow Sean Payton got suspended for a year, and nothing happened to Tom Brady. But they colluded, and they sent each other emails, which is stupid. I tell everybody, don't send emails. If every single email you sent is public. Scott, go ahead and go. I, uh, I want to see what so, you're thinking. Because, yeah, so. Tom Brady and Sean Payton were going to go to Miami for criminal Ross, and the FBI got wind of it because they want to put Ross in jail and uh, told Roger Goodell. I don't know how Roger Goodell gets information from the FBI and the fans don't, but whatever. Uh, but Sean Payton suspended for a year, fined, and Tom Brady uh, was told that he's loved. And he should probably should have been suspended for a year. So here's my take on this game. Okay. New Orleans lost to Tampa Bay last week in a game they should have probably should have won. Right. They have, they're as close to the playoffs with either of these teams. I agree with the under. I think it's going to be the under. And I love the Saints in this situation. I think if the Saints are to get to the playoffs, they cannot go 0 2 in a division. They cannot lose this game. 
to another NFC team because one of the tie breaks at the end of the year is NFC conference record. So I'm going to pick the Saints. Even if Kamara doesn't play, I think what the Saints are going to do is they're going to be able to run the ball against the Carolina Panthers. And I, I love the under in this, this situation. I don't think that either team is going to score a lot of points here. I, I could see this again, like the Pittsburgh game, 20 to 7, 17 to 10, something in that range. But I think the Saints have enough talent and offense and defense to get this done. So I don't like Ben McAdoo at all. I, I, yeah. I do not like his play calling. So. That, that's Sa- a big problem with Ben McAdoo. Minus two and a half consensus under the, under the key number of three. Josh is plus four of the Panthers. I'm also predicting uh, you don't want to. My little birds have told me that Jameis Winston is uh, still connected with his cousins in Alabama to go to Biloxi. And the NFL got wind of that. Marshawn Lattimore got suspended. They're tired of him. I'm predicting that the refs are going to call very strategic, uh, illegal use of the hands. I know it's third and 20, but first down, Baker Mayfield and your Carolina Panthers. In Carolina, Carolina needs to sell season tickets. They're going to get the rest help in this game to keep them in the game. So I'm dialing, Josh is dialing up the Panthers. And I'm taking Josh's is, is I'm, I'm taking your advice, Josh. I'm fading analytics teams. <laughs> right, right. And I'm fading him too. I'm just saying that they're going to get a little bit of help here by uh, Mr. Roger Goodell. And I'll show you a little video as we go on of what I'm saying about refs. It is not illegal for refs to make bad calls on purpose. To, to lose the game... They work for money. To lose the game the way they did against the Giants, okay, yeah. makes... Carolina is not a well-run team right now. There, There is no coaching with them. There is no offensive play calling. McCaffrey needs to be more involved in the game. Well, and and look at the Panthers' other game. They lost at home to the Browns, who just lost yeah. to the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, they might be the worst team in the league right now. It's That's, why they need help. That's why they need help from the referees, from Roger Goodell. Yeah. <laughs> and Marshawn yeah. Landmore is in there. So, they're going to get every single advantage to be in the game. Do they take advantage of it or not? Can they? That's going to be the question. Uh, Rule cannot win. The head no. coach cannot win. He's not a winner. So he most of his coaching, let's say, let's say Temple and Baylor, right? Most of those years were losing years. Yeah. He had a losing record in college. And then he gets five million to be in the NFL. But we just take the information to make money betting on the games. All right. So consensus is Saints plus two and a half, but we all agree. On the under. All right. The next game is Lovey Smith and the rest of the Houston Texans going to uh, the team that has the most salary cap space in the NFL. The in the cheapest coach in the NFL, uh, Eber Fuss, who went on. 10 job interviews to be a head coach and was turned down each time. He also applied for five college jobs. He was also turned down. And he got the Bears coaching job because he promised to take the least amount of money of any other candidates. <laughs> so he could go get the job and be the head coach of the and Jason can tell us later what's going on. Are they going to sell the team or are they going to go 
take the money from the city to make a downtown stadium or renovate soldier they want yeah they want out it's looking like arlington heights illinois it's just a matter of time exactly so uh lovely smith has been saying that uh you know he took rick grossman to the super bowl right one of the greatest coaching jobs of all time won the super bowl with the greatest show on turf uh he's complaining that black guys get the shittiest jobs get the worst job i don't know he's just gonna make a bowl game and he recruited all the players uh, I like him a lot. Chicago's not going to score on Houston. And uh, the guy from Stanford, the more polished quarterback to make exactly one throw, the Brandon Cooks, and they're going to win this game 17-7. to seven. Uh, Dial up your Houston Texans. They're a loser team, so you can't bet them on the money line. And I'm going to buy as much points as uh, makes sense. But it's going to be Lovey Smith plus four, under 41 under 41. I got the plus four earlier once when I saw that. I had plus three of Bavada and then about the point two. Plus four. Lovey Smith. But I like him on the money line. I don't see Chicago scoring. Again, I would since we went 70% on the totals, I would bet more on the totals. Uh like you know, a thousand dollars. I put a thousand dollars plus four, right? And then a thousand dollars underneath under 41. Uh, but you might want to go 1500 on the under. That's how strongly I feel about that under. And 500 on the side or 500 money line Houston. I really do feel strong about it, money line Houston. Got a better coach, more experienced coach, and I got a better quarterback. Right? More experienced quarterback. So I like money line, the Houston Texans. Chicago has looked pathetic the whole year. Other than their defense, it's already worn out. We'll go Scott in the chat. Okay. <laughs> so I'm with you. I'm taking the Texans on the money line and the under. Okay. Nice. Reason why. Play Green Bay last week. You throw the ball 11 times. You're right. down the whole game. You're down the whole game, basically. After the first quarter, you're down the rest of the game. You throw the ball 11 times. Your top receiving option in Donnell Mooney has two catches on the year. For four yards. Right. That's it. Two for four. The tight end Cole Komet has zero catches, zero yards. Chicago's offense is beyond terrible. It is god awful. Pathetic. Houston, if they score 10 points in this game, the Bears will not match it. I'm taking the under, I'm taking Houston on the money line, and I'm taking Houston with the points. So I'm going all three. And so I'm taking the bet. Yeah, and I'm taking the Bears team total under, and I'll get you that in a minute. But yeah, I don't yeah. think they're going to score unless David Montgomery goes for 150 yards and three touchdowns. They're not scoring. And I promised Jason I was going to be clear about this. So, we, what the way you make money long term, the way we are, salesmen think short term, businessmen and women think long term. Long term thinking is higher level thinking. All right. Uh, so you you bet each one because fifty two point five percent is break even. We live in a very chaotic, uncertain world, right? I used to say that all the time, and now that COVID nineteen's happened, uh, you understand what I'm saying. No, nobody could predict the COVID nineteen, right? And the stories, right? The two stories about COVID nineteen are crazy. One, 
One that a snake ate a bat and everybody got infected. The other one that was made in the lab. Any way you cut it, it's chaotic and uncertain. So because of that, uh, you bet each game individually. Highest level probability theory is 80%. So people are like betting their mortgages, taking out a second mortgage for a Super Bowl. Will you bet your whole life savings when you have eight out of 10 chance of doing it? No, because there's two legitimate chances that's not going to happen, whatever it is. So you bet each individually, you get two out of three, which is 66%, which is over 52.5, and you're happy. You have the psychological factors we were talking about yesterday on the podcast. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah, man. I, I, the wrong team's favorite in this game. It should be. Houston should be a two, three-point favorite in this game. Um, you know, I think the market's kind of holding on to what the Bears did in that week one game, beating the 49ers, which was a torrential downpour type game. And um, it's, yeah, I mean, the Texans, man, we're 2-0. and We're 4-0 and in Texans games this year on the right. side and the total. Um, and, yeah, I like the Texans here getting three points, and I think we got another under. Um and that Houston defense is, is stiff, and that Chicago offense is is terrible. So, I mean, until we see something else, um, yeah, like like Scott was saying, man, that's really disheartening. You see a team that's losing, and they just try to run it and go three and out and punt it to the other team. I mean, they didn't even look like they were trying to win that game at times. Um, they just were out there playing. So, you got to like Texas Texans here, plus the points on the money line. Uh, I'm seeing, like, Plus 125. Um, it's pretty solid money line right there for this one. I think uh, definitely think they win this game. And yeah, I can't see this one getting over 40. I see probably a, a 21 to 10 type game here. If Texans win it. 100%, 100%. Okay. I looked on Roto Curve. Chicago's implied team total is 21.25 points. What the? F- now, even if they block a punt or return a kick, I don't think they're. Yeah. No way they get to 21. Yeah, that's a beautiful number. <laughs> that is. I agree with Jason. That's a, that's a great number. Chief keeper alert. Number alert. <laughs> all right. So in this one, we're going to have four. We all have consensus. Chicago under 21 and a half team total. Because it's that's early not- in the season. Even though Houston's a cheapo team, their frontline guys aren't that tired yet and as you say josh this is one of the four built-in wins for houston right this game right for sure so all right so we got four sides on that we got uh chicago team total 21 and a half uh we got the under 41 we got texas on the money line and because the houston's are a loser team we're going to cover our asses and go with the Texans uh, plus three and a half. Four if you can get it. It makes sense. All right. We move on to the Andy Reid Bowl. Uh, Andy Reid has quite a few guys in the NFL uh, who are mentored by him. A few guys are in the Mormon church in his mission. Warshaw Peterson and Frank Wright, but LaFleur, Shanahan, Sean McVay, uh, Hackett, 
over there at Denver, uh, McDermott at Buffalo. John Harbaugh worked with him for 10 years as a special teams coordinator. All right. Uh, we can go on and on and on. Uh, Todd Bowles worked with Andy Reid. So Andy Reid has his hands and a cut of the money for everybody. I'm not saying they're mobsters. They just work like the mob. Uh, you have to kick up to Andy Reid. So Frank Reich is going to cover this game and kick up his money or his raise or extension to Andy Reid. They're part of the same mission. He's supposed to mentor him. Ignore his kids, but mentor Frank Reich. Between them, they have 20 kids together uh, or separately. Uh, the total is way too high for an early season game. These, the, Both these guys have been to the playoffs. Hey, I'll give Frank Wright credit. He went to the playoffs with Phillip Rivers on his last leg to get to the playoffs. So he's a long-term thinker. He sat his veterans last week, right? Pittman, uh, linebacker for this game in front of his mentor. Andy Reid is going to give his brother a break, little brother a break, going to take the pedal off the metal. This is not in his division. It's on the road. So I'm dying on Frank Wright. I got plus seven. I guess it got bent down. To, but So by whatever half point, but I got it at seven. I bet at seven this morning. And it's going to be under 50 points. Uh, Andy Reid's going to take the pedal off the metal and just cruise vanilla. And Frank Wright is going to probably do the same, but hit a couple of plays in the running game uh, to cover and keep this under 50 points. And we saw what happened last night, uh, the other night with Andy Reid Disciple, who uh, completely shut down the fourth quarter, texted variable and said, hey, Let's keep the ball in the middle of the field. Let's run clock. And we'll see you guys later. I love you. Great. Well, keep you guys fresh. No injuries in the fourth quarter. This game's over. And it kept it under for us. Same thing's going to happen with Thunder. We'll go Scott and Chad. I agree. I, I see this as a field goal game. Right. I, I said last week, I'll say it again this week, because of the putrid offense showing that the Colts showed in Jacksonville. They have to run the ball. They have to run the ball a lot. Jonathan Taylor needs to be the beast that that he is, the right. one of the top two or three uh, NFL rushers. And I, I think there's a little shaky confidence in Matt Ryan right now on Frank Reich's part. He said in the press conference today, I watched it, he loves Matt Ryan. He thinks Matt Ryan's going to take him where they need to go. I think there's a little shaky confidence in, in him right now. I, he did not I don't look, think he hasn't been any good since the second half of the Super Bowl. Nope, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, um, and he had nothing in Atlanta. I I only agree because of the fact that I think that Atlanta has w- did lose a lot of talent off that team offensively. They had Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, he had Kyle Pitts for a year, but but Indianapolis got more talent on offense than Atlanta did at the end. But uh, I'm going to take the Colts here. I think the Colts show up. I think they need to show up first home game. I think they need to be the fans. So I, I look for Kansas City to to probably win a 24-21 type of game in right. the end. I don't think Kansas City's looked great the first two weeks. I think 
on the road in a controlled atmosphere, I think Indianapolis is going to be fired up and do enough at home to hold KC down. And KC's due for one of those struggle games, and I think this could be the one. So, right. That's where I'm headed. I'm headed with Indy with the points, and I'm headed with the under for sure. I think this is an under game as well. 100%. What do you think, Chad? I mean, the under for sure is way too high, but I, I'm i going the other way. I'm taking – especially now that it's down to five and a half, I'm, I'm taking KC minus the five and a half. I, I think they can win this game by a touchdown or two. The Colts, I mean, got stinkered by the Jacksonville. Spagnola is going to dial this shit up. He knows they're going to try to run the ball. He's going to put it on Matt Ryan to make plays here. I don't think Matt Ryan can do it. I think Matt Ryan is in his farewell tour this year. I don't think he plays football again after this season. And I'm going to take the Chiefs minus five and a half. All right. So he's at center. I'm going Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg here. <laughs> he's notorious RBG. For what it's worth, I'm with Chad. <laughs> <laughs> you get a half ball. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate yeah, it. I just can't put my money on, on the Colts. I, I, I went against a unanimous pick last week, and it was the right call. Yeah. So I just can't do it. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't know. I think teams that really do what the Colts did last week usually come back, especially first game at home, right. and well, tie it up. And I, I think they know that this season could be on the line this early in the season. I know the division's not great, but and I would know, agree. With, I would agree with you. They have to sell season tickets. I, I would agree with you. Be on their side. Like I would agree with you, Scott. Coming back after a type of game like that, I just think the Chiefs are a bad matchup for that. That you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, it could very. Any well other be. any other team, I, I I would I would see that, but I just but they're the like, same team. They have the, they run the both of them run the exact same systems. They go on Renaissance weekends weeks during the year and they decide how they're going to approach the season together. I mean, if the the other guys in their little mafia, if the Colts get behind in this game, you know, if the chiefs go up 10, zero, 14, zero, I agree with that game's over. It's going to be tough. Yes. If they, they're not going to be able to run the ball like they like they're wanting to. And with their Matt Ryan, they're going to have to throw the ball around. And I just, and I, I just – the Chiefs do start fast, man. They are a team they, – they start fast and they give up the backdoor cover. I do not see the backdoor cover here for the Colts. If the Chiefs get out to a big lead of 10 You're going to see that same zone that um, – actually, they have a graphic here. They're going to run the same zone that, that Harbaugh, their disciple, ran last year. Again, back in the hand. Remember, prevent – only prevents you from winning. And remember, he did it last week with Herbert. I, I will tell you Herbert this. From the, from the jump in that game, I think Spagnuolo is going to blitz the heck out of Matt Ryan because he can't move. If Andy Reid lets him, remember, Andy Reid. If Andy Reid, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's like, don't blitz my brother. He's from the Mormon church, and I get a cut of the action, man. So you can't blitz him. I'll let you blitz him in the playoffs, but don't blitz him on a regular season game at home when the league wants to sell season tickets. Yeah, but we'll go over the majority decision on Justice Roberts, the head justice of the Supreme Court. <laughs> so we're going to go with the majority decision, slight majority decision, with the Colts, how many points you can get, and uh, under the total. We all agree on the, under the total, under the total of 50. 
Now, the graphic I have here is that that Andy Reid zone here. <laughs> Look at that fourth quarter. 28 points in the fourth quarter for your Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that shit's ridiculous. Right. They couldn't they couldn't stop the speed. They could not stop the speed. That was the whole problem in that game. Miami is fast all over the field. I mean, look Dude. at Tyreek. 13 targets, 11 catches. Jalen Waddle, 19 targets, 11 catches. But look at the yardage and the average. Right. 15 and a half, 17.3. Is that is I mean, that Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys last year? Yeah, he signed with um with Holy Miami. shit. That's a lot of speed, man. Yeah, right. Mostert, yep. Waddle, Hill. I mean, Mostert was like the fastest. He hit the fastest miles per hour. Gasicki is athletic, and, and he had his best game of the year so far. So, you know, I, as we said in the Hawthorne effect yesterday, any team that Baltimore's playing has speed with the wide receivers, it's going to be tough for Baltimore to win that game. Right. That That's my feeling on them. Yeah. And we'll, we'll show this later when we got a little uh, – we're going to give you some fresh action on some ATC referees. <laughs> you probably see the NFL too. But the next game we're tackling here is uh, the Dolphins in the Bills in the heat in Miami. And let's look at the weather because the weather's definitely going to be a factor in this ballgame. Uh, let me get Miami. I know I got Lakeland, which is actually a little higher. Tallahassee. I just know it's going to be hot. I know Tampa is going to be 92 degrees, uh, 91% humidity at kickoff. Miami's going to be hotter than that. I'll, I'll find out Miami. But the Bills are hard. They're one of those teams that seems like they're going to cover all year. They're going to get the refs' calls. And I'm talking a lot about the refs. We're going to get the refs called because they want a new stadium. Um, I'm not going to mess with the gold dealer, gold digger in Pagula. The owner is married. And she's going down there and cursing out the Buffalo City Council, saying the stadium is going to be like I want it, not like you want it. And I want your tax money. It's kind of crazy. And Gadolsa, like, oh, right on. Because remember, the NFL is a commercial real estate company. And football is the entertainment but this new stadium in Buffalo, new stadium in L.A., the NFL owns 20% of it. The one in L.A., 20% is owned by the NFL, and 20% is owned by Jerry Jones. We now have $23 billion because guess what? He's the number one guy for oil refineries and has the exclusive rights to uh, supply Germany with oil that Putin's not getting. So you could see... The Jones family becoming trillionaires and just buying the whole NFL. But I digress for that and many other reasons. I think Buffalo can cover the five points. I like it under 53 because uh, Buffalo, we saw what they did on Monday night by taking the pedal off the metal and just running the ball, trying to get out of Miami. And I see Miami coming in late and maybe covering that second half line. Uh, so in a way, I'm covering both sides of my ass on this. I like the build minus five, under 53, but Miami second half line in that heat and humidity that Buffalo, at least last year, showed that they could not handle. They get beat by Jacksonville six to nothing. So 
I think this year they went seven six if they did that. But this is going to be a different type of game. Miami's want to open it up a little. I advise Josh Allen not to run to conserve his energy. But let's see what happens. What do you think, Chad? Man, I don't know. I, I'm a, I love I love the under. I'm gonna hear Scott. You go ahead. I'm gonna hear what you think about this side. Definitely on the under though, for sure. So I'm, I'm with. Yep, I'm with Chad. I'm with, I'm on the under with this. Miami can't run the ball. Right. They cannot run the ball, or they don't do not try to run the ball. Well, they have a fullback, and yeah. what happened with the fullback is that he confused Harbaugh. He did not know what to do with the um, the rushing, but uh, you know he he got six yards of carry. That's not bad. Four four point six yards of carry. Yeah, so most of just didn't yeah. want to run it, but when they did, every two rushes was the first down. So it's one of those paths to open up the run. And you want to get Buffalo tired, right? Because they have a really good defense and play good zone. Uh, and this is the other thing, too, right? Buffalo plays a really good zone, and they got their zone really nice and tight. Uh, Tua has problems with interceptions. So I would be conservative if I was Miami and make sure he makes safe, safe throws and then maybe go deep in the fourth quarter when uh, Tyreek Hill has wore them down. Is that is that a thing, Chad, where a wide receiver can rent, can wear out DBs and the heat, you know, chasing after Tyreek Hill all day and then going in the fourth quarter, he takes off deep. He's, he's tough to catch, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I mean, Does that make sense? Because you play it. No, I mean, definitely. I mean, that, it, you know, especially like on a long drive, man, where like, I mean, but, but it's like who's in better shape at that point because the receiver's going to be tired too. You know, receiver goes and, and you guys go for an 80-yard bomb and you're chasing him and it's incomplete. Now you've got to hustle back and now he's running a shallow drag across the field. Now you're chasing his ass across the field. You know, now they get a first down. Now, you know, you're fourth play into the drive and you've freaking been going on 50-yard sprints for every play. Um, you know, you're definitely going to be winded at towards the end of that drive, no doubt. Um, I mean – does the offensive coordinator coach go to Waddle and go to Tyreek in the full score? Okay, which one of you guys feels the best now? Well, I feel yeah. good, man. Okay, we're yeah, gonna- and this is the thing too is like they're going to be more fresh because Tyreek Hill running at ninety percent of his max speed is still right. faster than the DB. So right. a guy that's been running ninety percent all game, you know, he doesn't have to. It's a less demand on his central nervous system. He has a less. He is being fatigued less because of his top end speed. Right. The right. faster your ceiling, the faster your ninety percent. Therefore, when it's the fourth quarter, you know, and it's like, oh, now you actually see Tyreek run a hundred percent when everyone else's ceiling is. They're all tired, and Tyreek's right. only been running at 90 percent. I mean, you saw Tyreek can't even run full speed because it's too fast. Right. You know. He's going to outrun everybody. The Tua can't, you know, he's going to, he has to slow down for the ball. So when you're running at an 80, 90% clip most of the time, yeah, you're going to be more fresh than the dude that's running 95, 100% all the time to keep up. Right. Um, so definitely, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm leaning Miami here. I, I want to see what happens to this line because I, at six, I do see this line getting bet up. I do see this getting to a seven, and I'm really, really looking to get Miami north of seven and a half right so i am gonna wait on this game and see what happens to this line if i can get miami plus seven plus seven and a half um that's where i'm 
that's where I'm looking to go with this game. I so, think Miami so- has enough speed that Buffalo has not seen this year in L.A. or with Tennessee. I think what Miami's doing is completely different. Um, and I think they'll be able to get there a couple big plays to keep this one close. Um, like you said, maybe even late in the fourth quarter to backdoor and cover a seven, seven and a half line here. I do think if you do like the Bills, like Josh is saying, you bet it now. Get them at six, get them at five and get them at five and a half. Bet that line now if that's what you like. Me personally, I'm gonna sit off and wait. I'm gonna see what happens to this line. I'm looking to get Miami plus seven and a half. I think they'll be able to cover a touchdown in this game. So here's here's my stance on this game. Okay, this this will be a really good test to see what Buffalo's defense is made of. This will probably be the fastest team that Buffalo sees all year long with Tyreek and Waddle. If it stays at six or under seven, I would take Buffalo. If it goes up past seven, I would take Miami. Because I think what's going to happen is Buffalo will jump out to a really big lead, like a a 21 to nothing, 21 to three game at halftime. And then I think Miami is going to, cut into that because of the heat and I think Buffalo will wear down. I do agree with your point with Josh Allen with one exception. Lamar Jackson had nine carries, 119 yards last week. The Buffalo coaching staff will see that and will have Josh Allen run the ball, which will make him tired in the fourth quarter. I don't advise it either. I don't think he should do it, but I I think they're going to because of basically they'll look at the nine for 119 and they'll look at how Lamar got his yards, and and they'll probably have Josh Allen do a lot of that. Yeah, because um, Boyer Boyer is a four two five, Satan Belichick yep. guy. Yeah, you beat those defenses by running your quarterback. But if what I'm what I'm saying is if if this game goes past, as Chad said, goes past the seven, Miami is going to backdoor cover on it for sure, based on the heat and based on their speed. And I think Miami is going to have to get the ball out quick because Buffalo's defense is for real this year, for real. So they got, they got so let me know if I'm wrong, Scott. But when you say the Buffalo Bills defense is for real, what I see is that McDermott has the defense the way he wants it. Mm-hmm. That way kind of Belichick has the defense the way he wants it. But they play zone. They play a lot of tight zones. Yes. He keeps it simple. So it's not going to be a mystery from McDaniel and Tua what defense they're going to be in. It is going to be zone. So you got Tariq going across. So, Chad, am I right? If it's man, you go vertical. If it's zone, you cross. Yeah. Ball. Yeah, I mean, you could cross it man, too. Really, really, yeah, I mean. Well, you man, got your you're... man beaters and you got your zone beaters. So McDaniel's going to be running his zone beaters against uh, – the Bills, and the second part of the Bills having a good defense, Scott, let me know if you agree, is that they have a really good pass rush. Yes, yeah. And and I, I, think, I think what you're going to see with the Heat, I think the coaching staff for Buffalo is going to combat that by saying we're going to play a lot more zone than we usually do. Right. So I think you can see him play total zone. And, so. and when what the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and I see a lot of it, is the zone blitz, right? The whole Blitzburg, you're in the zone, but then you're – Defensive end goes back in coverage, right? And it used to be the Bucks because uh, Derek Brooks was so fast back and he get deep into coverage. With you know, you don't know if he's blitzing or if he's going back into coverage. What, you know, what is what is key for this game? Buffalo needs to jump on Miami early. 
right and take the heat element out of them winning or losing the game so that that's the utmost important thing for them is to jump on Miami very early in the first quarter and build up a two touchdown lead it was always good for getting confused even though he knows they're playing zone and throwing a pick so they're behind and boom they come back fourth quarter win the second half line for me but the game saves under so uh Jason the consensus pitch actually unanimous pick is going to be Miami whatever it is 30 minutes before kickoff because again a balloon from what I'm seeing now with the new people online and whatever offshore money comes in late and they're like oh crap this is what offshore bet and Offshore is by Miami, right? Trinidad, uh, you know, all those islands down there, the Canary Islands, all the bets coming from there, all the people on the cruises leaving Miami, all those people are betting betting the Bills. People who decided, Bills fans who decided to go to the game, other people decided to go on the casino cruise with the sports book and go into international waters to bet the Bills the Bills Mafia, right? La- They're all going to uh, Foxwoods. Last point before we move off this game. Any better out there? Don't fall for the recency bias. The last thing they saw was Buffalo demolish t- Tennessee. Yes. Don't fall for that. Take a look at this game. This game is going to be a lot more interesting and a lot more competitive. So, yeah, you, I got, know, I got... you know, people get emotional. And when people make emotional, they make bad decisions. He tried to say he's black. No, McDaniel, you're not black. You're a white dude. He's a white dude who graduated from Harvard. That means he knows how to study. This is a division game. That means he studied these guys all the way from OTAs in April after the draft. He was studying division opponents. And, you know, he aced the first test against uh, yeah, Belichick. And then he showed situational analysis and outsmarted the Harbaugh football family and scored 28 points in the fourth quarter, right? So he, he's, he's a good decision maker. He's an Ivy League graduate. McDermott isn't. McDermott graduated from a small college and it's a loyal disciple yes man in the Mormon mission with Andy Reid. And he just does what Andy Reid does, right? He's a hardworking guy, doesn't pay attention to his family, sleeps in the office, it has a defense tight. So I'm saying this because those are the reasons I'm using. And I'm now on the podcast. I am uh, two years and two weeks this week profit each time. So uh, I think he's going to outsmart him, especially in the second half, and cover the line. We agree on that, guys? Yeah. The last thing I got, too, is, man, Tyree Kill and, and Jalen Waddle here, for being guys who are really, really fast um, and, and, and a little undersized, you know, they're both 5'10", 5'11", type guys, um, you know, they are very, very good at 50-50 balls. They don't get bullied. They don't get pushed around. They have, both have freaking ridiculous verticals. They can right. go up and high point it over dudes that are 6'2". Um, and, and they really are complete receivers. They're not just fast guys, you know. A lot of fast guys you see in the NFL, these 4-2 guys, they, they aren't 50-50 guys. They don't do well across the middle in traffic. But, man, Jalen Waddle's in that slot going up there between linebackers. Man, he's fearless, man. He's absolutely fearless. 
Tyreek's out there mossing dudes, balls he shouldn't be catching, jump balls, 50-50 balls. And having guys that have that kind of speed that you can rely on, on catching some 50-50 balls for you as a quarterback is freaking awesome, man. Having a guy that can blow the top off and a guy that you can put one up to and know that he's going to go up and go contest and get it. It's not going to be picked. He's going to make a play on the ball for you. I'm really, really stoked on this offense. So, yeah, last last point. But I think they can cover seven and a half. I like Miami in this spot. One, one quick bet. Tyreek, most receiving yards in the NFL. Could happen. So look, take a look at that. That's probably a plus like five hundred to a thousand. So yeah, maybe take a look at that and bet that. Yeah, if you, if can, you can, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And what does Nick Satan coach at Alabama? Coaches the defensive backs, but when he's out there on the field coaching defensive backs, he's coaching the receivers too. Mm-hmm. Waddle's got that really good education, and because of Chad, and because he played football and football knowledge, I'm paying more attention now to those one-on-one battles. How it factors into everything we're doing. Uh, the Lions, Adrian Robb, number one agent in the MLS, number one agent in uh, Formula One, making us money with the Lions. Uh, and they were on hard knocks. So we got even more insight. Uh, their offense is do- lights out this year, they're doing well. The defense sucks. Uh, we know now know what the coach was talking about, whatever. must have been the defensive back. When he was talking about a position group, he's like, man, the five deep on this are two what-the-fucks and three bullshits. <laughs> They're getting toasted this year. Uh, Minnesota is going to go up and down the field, but the Lions are going to go up and down the field in Minnesota. But both defenses, are so since they're so bad, the offensive coordinators, Brunell and Johnson, with Detroit, Kevin O'Connell, a disciple of Andy Reid and Gruden and McVay, they're going to protect the defense and play. Here's a word from you from the Northeast and Bill Belichick. Complimentary football. <laughs> so they get it. Snap the ball with two seconds left. Uh, Cousin just coughed it up three times on Monday night. Uh, he's going to be hesitant, but he's going to get his yards, you know, and then in the red zone, it's going to be interesting what happens. Is it going to be a debacle or do they bring in three tight ends? Tight ends do what tight uh, fullbacks used to do and try to run it in, man. That adds clock. So for that, I like Detroit plus the seven, not to get beat by more than a touchdown and over 52, but barely. Now, one thing, and I'm going to add it to the top 10 with the betting on the bottom where it took, you know, maxims. The average score of an NFL game is 45 points. So this is like 52. So I'm kind of hesitant on that. But uh, Detroit's going to be good on special teams. They might get a touchdown that way. And Cousins throwing a pick, a pick six, might get the game to open up and get wild in the fourth quarter, the division game, to go over the 52 points. What do you guys think, Scott and Chad? So I'm going to bring up two points to this. I, I, I totally agree with you, Josh. I'm going Detroit um, plus the seven, and I'm going over the total. So our friend Jim Coventry brought up on his radio show last night on Sirius right. that Justin Jefferson is the alpha male receiver, and he did not dominate targets. 
that will get re, re, uh, reworked and Justin Jefferson will be catching a lot of passes from Kirk Cousins to, uh, Sunday. Right. The second point the coach brought up was that Dalvin Cook, he needs to get Dalvin Cook in space and more involved in the offense. Right. So to me, that sounds like he's going to throw the ball short to Dalvin Cook and long to Justin Jefferson. Those two points lead me to believe, and Detroit's going to throw the ball no matter what, and they're going to run the ball with DeAndre Swift. Right. So they, they they can score. Both teams can score in the 30s in this game, and, and I think both teams may get to 30. Um, so those two points, all those conversations from Jim and from the coaching staff of Minnesota that has come out leads me to believe this is going to be a total shootout, a total high-scoring game. Could be the right. highest-scoring game of the week. So I'm with you, Josh. I love Detroit. I think it's going to be a close game if they don't win it. And I love the over in this game. I just think it's going Another to be a thing, too, is why, why are you going to show what you do to Justin Jefferson when you got a division game at home and you need to sell tickets to the Metrodome, yeah. right? And a yeah. division game counts for two. What do you think, Chad? With, with an up-and-coming team. Detroit is an up-and-coming team. Make no mistake about it. Right. They are, right. They are on the come right now. So. And the thing is that Detroit might play – now, now I see what coach is doing that, and why he got hired. Uh, they'll play over their head because they have confidence and have attitude. Yep. What do you think, Chad? Man, I'm going RBG again on this one. I, I, I'm with you guys on Detroit <laughs> here. I think Detroit plus seven um, is, is a great play. I mean, I think this is going to be a very, very competitive football game. I think Detroit will, will hang in there, and I think they could be in it to win it late. Um, I'm going under 53 and a half. Um, you know, it's 53 on Bovada, about the half point. I just, you know, Minnesota is 2 and 0 to the under, and Detroit is 2 and 0 to the over. Right. Um, so something's got to give. I think that this being a division game, um, I do think that. I don't think Detroit is going to – I think they're going to kind of regroup themselves here. I don't think they're going to be throwing it around as much as they have been in the last two games. In the last two games, they they had been playing from a lead, um, which I, I, I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Swift and Jamal Williams. Um, and I just – I think it's going to be a little more calculated here. I think this is going to be, you know – a, a a, a 28 to 21 um, type game, a 28 to 24, that's 52. You know, I got 53 and a half. I think, I, you know, I, I see this one in that 28 to 24 style game. Um, just with it being a division rivalry, um, you know, this is a very, very big game. Minnesota won their home opener against Green Bay. You know, they got that season ticket selling out, out the kind of out the door with uh, beating Aaron Rodgers at home. You know, the fans love to see that. You know, so I, I do think this game is going to be a little bit slower paced. Um, you know, I, I think these teams, you know, both teams are going to be a little bit conservative here early on in the first quarter. Um, I think it's definitely going to be low scoring uh, early on here. You know, they could get going in the second half, like you guys are saying, and it could get right. over. Fourth quarter. It's a crazy fourth you know, quarter. Yeah, very possible. But I, I do see a very, very slow start here. Uh, both teams filling each other out, um, getting into the groove of things. So, you know, I think 53 for this division-style game uh, is just a little bit too high in this one. Uh, you know, key number here is 52. 
Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to buy the half point. I'm going to go, I'm going to go under 53 and a half. I'm going to go Detroit uh, plus, plus the six and a half, seven. All right. So key numbers, right? Three, seven, 10, 14, 52 is the key number. Yeah. Anything that divisible by under. seven or three. So if you're buying points or paying attention to FanDuel, DraftKings, or your other sports betting app, or if you're inside a casino, the casino across the street has 53. You go over here, it's 52, right? So if you think it's going to go over, you go across the street to the 52. You're going to think it's under. You stay where you're at and, and, and bet the under. But the consensus is that this game could be over. Because I could see this going into the 60s. Be 21-21, going into the fourth quarter, and they just have a shootout in the fourth quarter. Or the one game where... Uh, the Jets and the Browns scored 21 points in two minutes, right? Right there at the end, right? Because so, I could remember Baltimore, Miami last week, it was 35 14 going in the fourth quarter. Miami just went off 28 points in the fourth quarter. I don't see Detroit going off like that, but I could see them scoring 14 21 points in the fourth quarter by themselves, right? right. And fading field goals, yeah, yep, yep. So, consensus pick is over 52 plus seven. With Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yep. See, I'm I'm just betting. I'm I'm just expecting the Lions to have a little return to the mean here, man. They've been freaking lights out for two games. I, yeah. I just think they're going to return to the mean here. Yeah, that's a, little, a good point. Little that's return good point. to the mean well, for the, the Lions. The problem is that they've never done this before, right? With a Montez Brown and then the other receiver, and with what Adrian Robb said. That's very interesting. Where Adrian Robb said that they sat down with Goff. And Scott Brunell, I think it's very important. Because Scott Brunell has an insight on him. He's independently wealthy. He has a lot of money. He's worth $100 million. And he comes back to be a quarterback coach. Because he's into it, man. And he's doing a phenomenal job. Lats out with golf. Right? So it's a totally different thing going on for now. Right? Uh, so I like, I, like, uh, I like Detroit scoring a lot of points. All right, so next game, we'll go to the Northeast. Bill Belichick and the rest of the New England Patriots against the Harbaugh family. The two big families in the NFL, right? You got the Andy Reid family, and you have the Belichick, Nick Satan family. Big grudge game here. Uh, deflate gate. Uh, and really, Belichick, we don't let him bet on these games, Scott. We don't let Todd bet on these games because this is his team up there in the Northeast. And um, he was close to 80%, 78% in the NBA playoffs, except for Celtics games. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't let him bet Patriots games, but he has a very good opinion. And Belichick's like Putin. Or Fidel Castro, Fidel Castro's and Putin's enemies end up dead. He doesn't, any team that he has any kind of grudge with, you saw that last week with Tomlin, any team that he has a grudge with or the Giants, whatever the Giants do, he wins. And he has a grudge against Harbaugh family. We're getting three points here. Uh, nothing says under like Harbaugh and Belichick. So this game's going under for sure even though they're both special teams coaches and they're going to try to do some trick plays on special teams to up each other because they both 
have both verbalized. One thing is to hate somebody and keep it to yourself. Be polite in public since you have a, a good job and you're making over $5 million a year. You don't need to be out there telling the psychos, active shooters, that you hate somebody. But both guys have openly said they both hate each other. Uh, Harbaugh drove from Baltimore to New York to the league office and went into fistfight Goodell and got in a fight with the secretary, uh, telling on the Patriots and showing the film how they cheated on the double pass to Hogan in the playoffs. <laughs> so there's no love loss. There's not going to be a lot of points being scored in this game. But until Belichick loses to one of his enemies, I'm going to go money line Patriots. Uh, the refs, you know, Scott, this area, I think the refs are going to have to give the Patriots the call or they might not make it home. <laughs> the England take things maybe a little bit too seriously. Right? And we'll show you a game over here in uh, Syracuse. So we go Scott and chat. And for tiebreaker on this one, we'll go with Jason. Okay. okay. All right. So, so let me get my Matt Patricia out here. <laughs> um, because of what happened last week with the Ravens, Right, I'm leaning toward the Ravens here. I I think that the last time the Ravens were up here it was a monsoon, and that is that is strictly why the Patriots beat them last last time. I think it was last year, year before. I don't think it's going to be a monsoon on Sunday. I, I think it's supposed to be pretty nice. Um, I think the Ravens need to win this game more than the Patriots need to win it. Right, Buffalo. The the division runs through Buffalo. No question about it. The reason I say Baltimore needs to win it a lot more than the Patriots do is they cannot fall behind these AFC teams and expect to get back in a playoff race. If they go one and two, I think their schedule sets up where they could have some tough games coming down the stretch. It off Cincinnati, it off Pittsburgh, they'll have those teams. I think Baltimore and Lamar Jackson is laser-focused to come up here and to win, and I think they're going to do just that. I think they're going to win by probably a touchdown. I think Lamar is going to be the difference. I think they have speed, too, at the receiver position. And Mark Andrews is a beast, and I don't know if the Patriots can can hold him down. So I'm going to pick the Ravens. I'm definitely picking the under. I think it's staying under. I, this, is, this is all the makings of a 20-13 a to 13 game, as Belichick wants to do and as Harbaugh wants to do. So no, I'm going to take no. the Ravens and the under. Right. And uh, a key to this game is the way you beat the Belichick defense by running your quarterback. Yep. Nobody runs better than Lamar Jackson. But And as, as you say, three first downs with your feet, team wins 70% of the time. So I think he's going to get three first downs with his feet. That's the thing. In his contract year, does he want to prove that he can read defenses and doesn't run and stays in the pocket because he wants to prove he can read a Belichick defense? And yep. he does that, he's going to th- throw two picks and they lose. If he takes off and runs and just lets it go and wins the game, then the Ravens uh, will probably win. But I like them to win just by a field goal. Right. So I, I went to bite the two and a half. I would take three, three and a half Patriots. What do you think, Chad? Yep. I am. I'm with you, Josh. I love the under in this game, under the 43 and a half, 44, and then um, New England plus three and a half by that half point home opener. They got to sell season tickets, right? Right. 
Well, no, uh, no, not the Patriots. They have a waiting list, but they want to keep the fans happy. And I've, I've tried to get in Yeah. I just think I think it's a good spot here for the Patriots um, in their in a home opener. You know, Baltimore's coming off that that. I mean, they got that bad taste in their mouth, and yeah, you, you think they're going to want to get it out and bounce back. But uh, you know, I think if you know New England, they get in a tough game here and they get down, and you know, just with what happened last week, I could really see them. You know, re- get getting in their heads here late in this game um, if New England's hanging around and, and got a got a lead late. So. Right, right. Plus and three. Lamar tries to prove something. Yeah, you know, Lamar starts pressing to make a play. Um, you know, I, I, I think Bill Belichick, man, at home here. I, I'm gonna take him getting three and a half points at home in his home opener. I think, I think and it's the. the refs, I think the refs are gonna be big on this. Uh, I'll show so, these videos real quick. You guys can see the videos, right? Yep. We'll go with the videos after Jason. What, what do you think, Jason? You agree with us? Yeah, I, uh, I'm with Chad on the uh, Patriots plus 3.5. Uh, the only other thought I had on it was, you know, you know maybe like a, if you were doing a thousand, like a hundred bucks on the Patriots money line. But uh, I like the Patriots with the points, the home dog. All right. So, yeah. So that'll be, that'll be, uh, we'll do consensus money line plus three and a half for if you can get it. And no, then I'm not, I'm not going on the money line. I'm just going with the plus three. But that's not consensus. This yeah, is yeah. I may sprinkle the money line, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting a full unit on it, and I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to go consensus. Plus three and a half here. He stay stay safe with the points because I I do think Baltimore uh you know could could pull this one out by a field goal at the end and win it. I wouldn't be surprised to see Baltimore right. Pull Tucker's gonna point. game's gonna be tied, and Tucker's gonna come in for yeah. four yard field goal. I wouldn't be yeah surprised. Seventeen. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see a 17-17 game and at the right. last second we get a field goal. Baltimore wins 2017. Exactly. Who knew the Northeast guy would be the Ruth Bader Ginsburg against the Patriots? <laughs> <laughs> I never <laughs> thought this day would come. Wow. Wow. No, wow, no, wow. no, no ever thought it. So when people are like making conspiracy theories, what are you talking about? The refs we talked about the legal aspect of it. But this is another example, too, of a game that's under, right? And then it goes crazy at the end, right? It ends up being turned. But look at this right here with the rest. Now, this is not, might be unethical, but it's not illegal. If you make a call, this is the ACC against the Big Ten. Big Ten got all this money. ACC is trying to come back, right? Notice this. Now, notice what the ref does after the words, right? He looks right in the face. He's intimidating the other guy. He's intimidating. Look at him. Look at that. He's in his face. He's like, you're not changing this. This is the call I got paid for, bro. You try to change this, I will knock you out when we get back in there. I took Syracuse. You're not changing the <laughs> Exactly. 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 With attitude. Don't mess with my money. Is that That's what he's saying, all right? So then we'll look at the subsequent play, because that play got overturned. All right? So there we go here. You know, he's coming. Look at him. Look at him. Watch it. <laughs> Come on, man. This got, wait a minute. This play got overturned? No, no. The one before. Oh, the one before. Okay. But you saw his attitude, right? He's in his face. 
Look yeah. at him this time. He's like, you, this is judgment call. You can't overturn this. Watch. So I, I had I had Purdue on the money line in this game. This was <laughs> you should have talked to the back judge. The, the back judge. Yeah, look at him walking away. <laughs> He's not screwing this up for me. I'm I'm getting my money. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> so that's what we see. <laughs> so would it end up 32 29? Is that what it ended up? Yeah, that's how it ended up. Uh yeah, just scored a touchdown. I I didn't bet the game. I, I just was watching the debacle of the rest. Not when the what that guy did was not illegal. I think maybe it was unethical. And maybe he, he made it too obvious trying to fight the other ref. <laughs> Gets his money involved, man. Don't mess with his money. So consensus is Patriots plus 3.5, under 43 and a half. Next game is our beloved Jets at home, Robert Slay, against oh, the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, <laughs> even though they went to the Super Bowl, they're a loser team. Oh, I bet the point just for whatever, <laughs> down to four. Under 45, uh, the Bengals are rolling too. I think this is when you start what well, used to make money in the NBA playoffs zigzagging. I think you got to zigzag the Bengals. They're all into Super Bowl champs. They cannot go to 0-3, and the Jets suck. The Jets have a horrible defense, and Joe Flacco's old. I don't think he even uh, – after every play, he goes to the 10th and bring Mike White in for a play to hand it off. And then Flacco comes in and then goes back to the 10th. You know, uh, he shouldn't even be playing. But uh, I like the Bengals in this situation. They have to win. They'll probably blow them out. But it'll stay under. As the Jets will um, hold their tents for the next week. We'll go Scott and Chad. Cincinnati went into New York last year and lost to the Jets. Lost to them. Right. That's not happening this year. No. If the Bengals were 2-0, and I'd say possible. Bengals 0-2, they're in a must-win situation. They can't go 0-3. No. Five points is not a lot of points against the Jets. The Jets yeah. had yeah. basically their Super Bowl last week when they beat the Browns. So you got to go the other way with that. I'm picking Cincinnati, and I'm picking the under. This is going to be a 31-7 game. This just looks like it all, all day long. You're going to be so, sweating in the last five minutes. Hopefully it doesn't go over with some Jets meaningless touchdown at the end. Yeah. I don't think they can even do that. Yeah. So I, I love Cincinnati in this spot, and I and I love the under. So, What do you think, Chad? I love Cincy. I'm with you guys here, man. I think Cincy is going to freaking blow them out of the water. I think this is going to be their get-right game, get those two losses out of their mouth, get them back on track. Um, so, yeah, minus five. Uh, great, great number under the key number six. Love, love that. Love the number here for the first Cincy. Uh, great value. Um, total, I'm going Ruth Bader Ginsburg, man. I am buying the half point and I'm going over 44 and a half. I Woo! think the Bengals here are not going to shut it down being 0 2. They're going to run this shit up late. They're not going to be up 14, 17 on the last drive. No. Burrow's going to keep taking shots. They're going to get they're, – they're, they're going to continue to score in this game being 0-2. They're not going to take their foot off the pedal. They want to get that taste out of their mouth. Also, the Jets' offense has some guys on it now with some speed at receiver. They got some guys that can make some plays, and that Cincinnati secondary averages up. 
But who's going to get him the ball, uh, Chad? Joe Flacco's going to get him the ball. What, yeah. I mean, he can throw say to somebody. Joe Flacco's going to get these speed guys the ball. I mean, do you see how booty butt naked Garrett Wilson was open in the game? I could have made Josh. You could have threw that shit to him. Corey Davis couldn't have been more wide open. He he was playing on the football field by himself last week. Yeah, I mean, these guys, these receivers for the Jets are good, and these guys. Are I'm not open. saying they're not good. I'm saying that Joe Flacco actually threw that. If you saw that, they carted him off and put him in. The- <laughs> yeah. Hey, I hope Mike White goes out there. If I get Mike White on that field, I'm cashing that over guaranteed. I'm I'm doing a dance in the living room if Mike White gets in that game. Right, uh, right, yeah. No, then it'll I, I be do, over if Mike White gets it. You know, I, I do think, um, you know, the Jets will be able to get a couple big, big chunk plays out of these receivers, getting some separation on the Cincinnati secondary, making some easy throws, um, you know, for Flacco. You know, I, I see uh, – you know, a 35 to 14 type game and it gets over, you know, um, you know, that's that, that, that's my prediction for this game, 35, 14 Bengals. And that's a uh, 49 here. So I think the jets will be able to do just enough. And I think Cincinnati will keep the throttle on here late. Um, I think Jamar chase is, this is going to be his breakout game. Um, I just, I, I think there's going to be some big plays in this game from both sides. I think both sides have some serious, serious weapons. Um, Man, I can't. I need to look. I mean, Garrett Wilson. I'm trying to think of the, who the second receiver they got out of Ole Miss. Elijah Moore. Yeah. Elijah Moore. Yeah. I mean, that dude too is freaking. He's a freaking lightning rod, man. Um, those yeah. two. Those they guys, haven't used him at all this year. No. Elijah Moore, not at all. And, and that, that's yeah. a sin for them. It is. It's a sin. Hopefully, I, I think Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. Uh, get showcased in this game and you know i i think that they'll do enough here uh to get over them by the half point and i'm going over 44 and a half and and the the last thing i'll say is i just looked it up the jets implied team total is 20.5 yeah and i think they'll get the four i think they get to 14 to 17 in my opinion yep so if you if you if that's what you firmly believe then i would take the under jets team total at 20 and a half so yeah, so we have a little bit of a controversy here because uh, Scott's going under the team total. Uh, Chad is putting faith in Joe Flacco. Yep. Joe Flacco's 26 at 44. 31, four to touchdowns. Se- 31 to 17. 31 to 17. If possible, I could see that happen. 48. I have a score a game is 45. Uh, Let's see what happens. But the consensus pick is the Bengals minus five, under 45, with Chad being Ruth Bitt, Gator Ginsburg on this one and dissenting. Yeah, I think He's this one's going to go over 45. A little bit like the Baltimore uh, Miami game from last week. I think this one's going to have a little reminisce of that. Right. With, this, with these receivers. I mean, there's receivers on both sides here that can get it. Right. And I think, you know, Bengals playing zone will intercept it and, you know, Neil, and then they'll run Nixon up the middle for two yards and run clock. Get out of there. All right. Uh, business consultants, 95% don't know what they're doing. I'm business concierge. And God gave us two ears and one mouth for one reason. So when I, you know, a new company hires me to find out what's going on with the company and I'm listening to management. And I have to check myself. I put my phone up, check my face to make sure I have a poker face. And I'm not like, what? What are these people saying? 
Uh, I was like that when McDaniels did his press conference. And they cut Leatherwood. First one ground pick, physical specimen. Because he wasn't doing the drills the way they wanted him to do. He wasn't as good as the other guys. But a guy like that with that much talent, you do keep him as a backup for depth. He cut him. And in the same breath, they said they wanted to keep veterans on the practice squad and pay him extra money because they're thinking long-term. And now I read the injury report. They're signing offensive linemen from the street. Uh, I was baffled by the way uh, McDaniels turned into Bill Belichick last week in the second half. Now he's going to Braville. Braville needs to sell tickets. The fans are going to be on their side. Braville is going to dial up a very, very good defensive game plan. And for whatever reason, uh, I guess his dad is best friends with Belichick. That's how he got the offensive coordinator job. He's acting like Belichick. The Raider fans asked him flat out, are you going to be like Belichick? He said, no, I'm going to be my own man. But until he learns or changes, uh, I'm not going to bet on it. So I'm going to bet on the under. And I like Rabel to outcoach McDaniels in this situation. Rabel does not want to go to 0-3. Uh, he'll, he'll dial up a really good defensive game plan and keep this game under. And maybe they lose by a field goal. Uh, I think Derek Carr's overmatched against Rabel. So give me the Titans at home and the rest. We just saw a fresh example of what the rest can do to a game and under 47. You taking the money line, Josh, or are you taking the plus two? Plus three. Uh, I think the Titans have regressed. They let a lot of the good players leave. So they're basically a loser team you can't take on the money line. And you take as many points as you can. But Braille's a good coach. He won three Super Bowls as a linebacker, and he's won some random playoff games at New England uh, last Brady's last game and he won a playoff game against Andy Reid. He outsmarted Andy Reid and uh, he'll outsmart McDaniels and I think McDaniels is kind of nervous. He needs to relax, take some Xanax, maybe some pot gummy bears and chill. Let the anxiety go. Use your resources around you because you know what you're doing. You've been in football your whole life. Your dad's a football coach. He's friends with Bill Belichick. You're a quarterback in college. You won six Super Bowls as a coordinator. You've been a head coach before. Relax. You got a, a smart GM. Relax, man. And be your own man. I would tell him if I was his business concierge. Be your own man. You're not your dad. You're not Bill Belichick. You're you. You're Josh McDaniels. You be you, as the young people say. We'll go Scott and, and uh, uh, chat on this. I'll make this very quick. McDaniels is not an NFL coach. He's a great offensive coordinator. <laughs> number one. Right. Number two, they're going across the country to Tennessee, who just got waxed on national TV on Monday night. Derrick Henry. Quarter off, though. Yep. Derrick Henry will be a beast in this game. Tennessee and the under. Because I don't know how much the Raiders will score. Derek Carr is not playing well right now. So that's my pick. Tennessee and the under. Yeah, and picking off with some linemen off the street. But yeah. What's going on, man? You're bad roster management. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, yeah, Titans plus two and a half, under 45 and a half next game. Pretty easy. I think we might see some Stidham here soon, honestly. You know, this might be Carr's last shot. I mean, Chad, another... Chad, is, Chad is biased towards Stidham because Stidham 
hires them to uh, do workouts in the offseason. <laughs> Maybe we might see Chad on the Titans, man. He's like, hey, man, the guy I hired for practices is better than the clowns we have. He can get some separation. Get Chad Nolan up here. He brought Stidham to Las Vegas for a reason. That's all I'm going to say. He brought him there for a reason. And Not to back up. Yeah, John noticed that uh, we'll still have him on the podcast. We just can't do Titan games. <laughs> Live from Tennessee chat. <laughs> from the Tennessee locker room. All right. Uh, we got what the fuck against the Eagles. At home. <laughs> Horrible team. I got four points. I guess these lines have been changing. I got four points this morning. I'm glad I made all these picks this morning. And bit them up, but read on them, researched them, and picked them. I got minus four on the 50. Uh, the Eagles defense looks good. They look good, kind of like the Bills defense looks uh, good. I like their young, smart defensive coordinator. Wasn't locked into one thing. And Howard Roseman thinks he's smart, letting him give him a lot of rope. Uh, it's in Washington. And remember, Lurie, uh, Lurie is from Scott Nick, Nick of the Woods, right? He had these um, um, theaters that he had to kick up to Wally Berger. And then when Wally Berger got kicked out of Boston, he connected with the FBI and didn't have to kick up with him. Notice how all these FBI and owner connections. However, Schneider stole money from Lurie, not giving him his share of the home receipts. Believe me, Lurie knows about it. Lurie flies on the plane with the players. He's probably giving extra emphasis to beat Schneider, who stole money from him. You saw that ref right there. Not letting the other ref take his money before they call. How Lurie is with money and how Schneider stole from him. Uh, Schneider had to testify in Congress uh, for 10 hours. It did not go well. So it's a selective prosecution thing. I think the Justice Department wants to investigate Trump before Schneider. So he's uh, so he's getting off the hook as far as that's concerned. But I don't think Lurie's left that off the hook. He made a point of emphasis for this guy. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles don't blow these guys out. It's going to stay under, uh, it's going to stay under the 50 because Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. And they, they were Detroit with a bad defense kind of shut him down that first half. Uh, the Eagles got a better defense, I believe, than Detroit. Got it more together. Uh, and the refs are definitely going to be on the Eagles' side. They know who stole money from who. They got the minimal from Roger Goodell, who also had to testify in that congressional hearing. So when Goodell, you're taking him out of his palace, you're taking him out of his vacation in South France to testify in Congress, you know the refs are not going to give you the call. So I like your Philadelphia fly, Eagles fly. Minus four is what I got under 50. You see on the board, we got uh, six and a half. People have been betting the Eagles. I was just saying, I was just going to say, ask Jason where he has it at, because I see it at six and a half. Yep, yeah. six and a half. Uh, we've seen a lot of line movements on Sunday. Yeah. And that's very rare that the line moves hugely that way without there being a, a big time injury. So right, um, a lot of manipulation. We call it manipulation. We'll do uh, on the betting test next week is uh, biases. After that, we'll do manipulation of the line. 
So I'll, I'll make this quick again. Philadelphia is going to route Washington. Jalen Hurts is a, is a really good quarterback, totally different from last year. And Washington's defense is terrible. Terrible. Jack Del Rio's defense is awful. So I like Philadelphia in this situation. And I like the game to just squeak over here. I think I think it could be like one of those 38-14 games, something like that. But Philadelphia is going to score, no doubt about it. They're going to get in the 30s. Um, and they're going to they're going to just destroy Washington. Philadelphia's on a different they're a Super Bowl contender right now. Right. So because of the weakness of the division. Yeah, that's my pick. It's Philadelphia and it's the over. Yep, I am. I'm with you guys, Philly. I think routes them here, and I I do see this one getting slightly over. It's at 47 right. right now. I think this one, um, you know, will squeak over. Washington's offense has put up points in both games. Um, I do think this Philly defense is probably the best defense they face thus far, but I still think they can get themselves here to 17 to 21 points. And um, you know, I like I like Philly here to 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 get to twenty eight to thirty five. You know, so we get ourselves a you know a a, a thirty one to uh, seventeen ball game. We're at forty eight. We're over forty seven. Um, so yeah, I see something like you know thirty one seventeen thirty five seventeen. Um, you know, even a even a thirty five fourteen. You know, gets gets me there. So. Um, All right. I like this one. I think Washington will do just enough offensively. They have do- had some success, you know, both weeks. Um, they put points on the board. You know, they um, they put 28 up week one against the Jags, um, you know, who, who, who shut out the Colts last week. It looks like a pretty solid defense right now. And, you know, they put it and they scored 27 on the line. So, right. I think I think they'll get to 17 here, um, you know, putting up those kind of points on a little bit less of defenses. I don't think they get to 28 like they did the last two weeks, but I think they get to 17, 21, and they're, I think Jalen Hurts is going to roll all over that Washington defense. So I, I like this game to get um, get to 48, 49 and squeak over. Well, this is a division game. Both coaches treat it differently. Uh, so that's why I'm going under, but I'm going to be Ruth Gator Ginsburg on the total and go under um, the total on this. And the line's very interesting on this. Because it seems that somebody knows something, and I'm going to do some research on this. Because one of the sources I have, the opener was minus one. At around 10 a.m. West Coast time, I got it at four. And now it's at six and a half. So somebody knows something somewhere. These are uh, your William Hill people. So it's going to be like Coke and Pepsi now. You got your William Hill, old school lines. I'm Leslie Rosenthal. And then you're going to have, you know, out. it's funny because the underground line, the street bookies, they can measure it somehow. Maybe with satellites now. They can measure that. Uh, and then the offshore changes this last minute. And then you got your fan duel, DraftKings, Tom Getty, who had it from the horse's mouth and an executive of DraftKings, technical analysis line. So, this is what's going on with the consensus. So, it's very interesting. Something knows somebody about something for this line movement, almost almost touchdown, getting close to going over two key numbers. So, the plot thickens and we will investigate. 
But I'm going to be the dissenter. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RPG, with the under on this. And let's see what I got. I got under with both coaches being conservative and treating this different as a uh, division game. I got under 50. So, yeah. Uh, 45 is the average in an NFL game. It's at 47 right now. Ron Rivera, defensive-minded coach. Jack Del Rio, creative, defensive-minded coach. And the hot, young kid, defensive coordinator for the Eagles. But I'm the center. Scott and Chad are getting a totally different number. Let's see what the total is for these folks. I'm looking at it. I I have a a website called The Lines. And I look at that, and I have that up in a different window than what we're – and they all across the board, six and a half or seven in points bet. Right, so it changes. Yeah, yeah. The over-under is 47 or 47 and a half, depending on where you go. So there's there's probably an injury that has not been announced yet. Right. Yeah, which – because the line has gone up, but the over-under has gone down. So So the people – because points bet is William Hill. So the people yeah. gave the Philadelphia Washington, probably the Washington, because that's a crooked organization, they gave them, you know, a thousand bucks and you know, all year tell me who's hurt. They'll give you another grant, whatever. Yeah. My, and, and the line and the lines dramatically changed. So it's and, definitely and it also went Washington from fifty to forty seven and a half. So I'm lucky that so, I got it when I got it. So the, to me that tells me that either Wentz is hurt and is questionable to play. Right. Or McLaurin, their best receiver, is hurt and may not play. One of those two. For that line to jump, if it was a defensive injury, it wouldn't jump that much. But it's got to be an offensive injury someplace. Who, so who it's either, the, Who's the backup in Washington right now, QB Uh Heineke, Taylor Heineke. Who, who, oh, I think it's better than once. I would have yeah, started I Heineke. I don't know yeah. why he didn't get respect. He's like Mike White. I would stay. Why they don't let him play, I don't know. They, don't, they never cut him, right? But they won't let him play either. So like we know we can play, but for political reasons, we're not gonna let you play. Right. So again, a lot of research to be done. This is a split decision, which usually means it's gonna be crazy. All right. Uh the Jacksonville Jaguars flying across the country to the Chargers, Chargers with extra rest. Uh, Brandon Staley says he wants to be a more defensive guy. He wants to save the legs of his defense. He wants his offense uh, to protect the defense. And this is a game that can do it. Jaguars have a great defense. They showed it last year when they shut down the Bills. They showed it this year with their last win. But I think the Chargers still win by over a touchdown because, as we've seen, Herbert just lights out. So I like the Chargers minus seven, under 48. What do you think, Chad? Uh, what's the Herbert? Uh, is there an injury update on him? Is he good to go? He's he's questionable right now. He's, he's going to be probably wearing a flak jacket. Right. Um, he, he's got he's got major rib problems, so I don't know how he's not going to be mobile that much. I don't think he's going to no. be a pocket passer. So, you know, mobility is part of his game. So I don't know what. And what about know, seven's a lot with with that? Is Keenan Allen that. back? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. They no. think he's going to come back, but be very, very limited if he comes back. And Josh, what are you, what are you thinking here on the on the uh, total? Uh, it's under all the way. Peterson yeah. is an Andy Reid guy. 
you know, swing passes, protect his good defense. And then Trevor Lawrence is a turnover machine. He's not going to let him take chances, especially on the road. Uh, Bosa is going to give him fits. Uh, their defense is going to confuse him. So you're not, you're not going to see a lot of points with Jaguar. Yeah. The, the I, I, plus seven or the minus seven covering is more Trevor Lawrence ineptitude, right? Uh, mitigating the situation. Yeah. I uh, Did you guys see that video of, of, of Trevor Lawrence coming out of the tunnel, like giving a little hype speech? Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was like, hey, guys, let's go out there. Let's give it all we got. <laughs> and I'm like, he like was just straight face. I mean, it looked like a skit, one, two. Dude. Here we go. Here we, hey guys, are we are we ready? We're ready. All right, <laughs> let's 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 punch him in the mouth hard. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what is going on here, bro? Like, <laughs> uh, that that reminds me of the the old joke of the guy in uh, college. The team's down 21 nothing, and the freshman comes in. He's like, guys, come on. We can come back. We can make it. And the senior goes, shut the fuck up and call the play. <laughs> yeah. You've been in that situation, Chad? Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. The, the, the kid who's the worst player on the team trying to hype everybody up. Right, right, exactly. The kid that's late to workouts every morning. Right. <laughs> All summer long, he can't even make it to summer weights, and he's trying to hype you up in the in the freaking game. Like, yeah, dude, the fourth the quarter. But yeah, I, I love the under here. I think this game goes under any way you slice it. Right. Um, man, the total or the side here, I I'm really curious. I'm I'm gonna hold off betting the side because I want to see what what gets uh, updated here with Herbert and Allen. Um. You know, I, I if if both those guys are playing, I, I like the Chargers a lot here. Um, well, I kind of like number five, who uh, Herbert threw to. That's you know what I mean. I think Josh Palmer, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, why, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's why I told you he was going to pick you know, up the slack for Keenan Allen last week. Yep, hey, Keenan um, Allen was out. You know, but you asked on the podcast when could I pick when I picked the Chargers who's going to pick up the slack? I said uh, Josh Palmer. Yep, but. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I I lean the Chargers here. I, I like the Chargers. You know, if Herbert's out in this one, I'm probably got to take Jacksonville getting a touchdown here. Um, but I got to wait. I got to wait and see. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna get some more information here each day uh, leading up to this one on the quarterback issue. But right now, if if you give me hurt, if Herbert's playing, I'm with you, Josh. I think they cover seven here, six and a half, and I, I love the under. I kind of even like it with Chase Daniel because Chase Daniel. And run. Yeah. Chase yeah, Dan's been in the league really. like 14 years. Chase can't could run. be able to beat Jacksonville. Yeah, he could beat him, but does he cover a whole touchdown? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I, I think it's a 24th Dan, 10, whoever whoever plays. I think if you play quarterback, it'd still be 24-10 Chargers or, or Jacksonville coming across the – because of Trevor Lawrence. It could be like a 17-10 game if Trevor Lawrence was a pick. Trying to come back, and it ends up being whatever twenty four seven under Chargers unanimous pick. All right, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah, oh, oh, not so fast. Go ahead, Scott. I like the under. 
Yeah. And I'm gonna go with Chad. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till Saturday before I before I give my my answer. I'm I'm again I'm leaning toward the Chargers right now, but this Justin Herbert injury makes all the difference in the world to me. We'll, in, we'll have to do a, a Sunday morning, boys, a quick uh, a fifteen yeah, before I, a kickoff. I could if you want to get on at like twelve thirty, Josh. I'm I'm more than willing to or twelve thirty my time. Yeah, yeah I'm, we'll do I'm that. willing we'll to do that. Start picking it up because I think things have gotten crazy early. Usually they get crazy by mid. But mid-year, I think things are crazy already yeah. this year. Yeah. So we'll do a um, 12.30 game started one. I'll yep. make sure that I have all the streams up. Mm -hmm. And we'll update these games. And, and Jason's putting it on the spreadsheet. And we'll do some more information. And I'll investigate, too, how why that Washington one kind of changed. Something's coming out. Something's coming out tomorrow the next day. Right, right. So. Yeah. So we'll do that. So this is to be continued. Uh, the Rams are going to Glendale, Arizona, home of the Super Bowl. Last two teams have played the Super Bowl at home and won the Super Bowl at home, Tampa Bay and the Rams. Cardinals got all the calls from the rest last week. Got uh, break from uh, Josh McDaniels ineptitude and incompetence as a head coach and were gifted a game last week. Uh, like anybody who gets a gift, they're in high spirits. They're playing Rams in a division game. The Rams beat them in the playoffs. Different Rams team. Beat them in the playoffs. And I don't like what I see from the Rams secondary. Uh Two offensive coaches going against each other. Uh, Aaron Donald at the end of that game, when I saw his face, and I've seen him in training camp, um, he was so tired. Chasing after Mariota. I think Mariota and Atlanta gave him the blueprint on attack that defense uh, in, a, in an environment, right? Dome Stadium at home, two offensive coaches going against each other. I like the over and give me uh, the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury putting to good use all the film study they did from OTAs uh, to beat the Rams. And they have problems selling season tickets over there in Arizona. So the refs are going to give them the call. Give me the over. Give me your Arizona Cardinals plus four. Not betting them on the money line because they are the epitome of a loser team. And I was filling in Jason on the Bidwell family that appeared in our NFL Corruption podcast. As they sold all of their racetracks to the Strongest family. You can listen to those podcasts with people like. So we go Scott and Chad on this. I don't think the Rams have a, have a solution to Cooper Cup, so I think he's going to go wild. I like the Rams in this game to cover, and I definitely like the over. I think this is, this is again, a both teams could get in the 30s. Um, I think Cooper Cup's going to be the difference. I, I just don't think Arizona's got anything to stop him, and I think Allen Robinson may mix in. Plus, Arizona's all banged up on offense again, and, and A.J. Green is their second receiver, and he's – old and, and washed up so right um well he did make some big plays against the raiders late yeah he did 
He did, and the, and the Rams' defensive secondary is a lot better than the, the Raiders' defensive secondary. So, um, in a division but Atlanta game, kind of exposed, but Atlanta has good, yeah, great line. Yeah, and Atlanta, Atlanta is a, a bit more speedier than than the, the uh, Cardinals are, I think. So, um, give me the Rams and give me the over. I just think the Rams are going to win this game in a shootout. I think they win, but don't cover. But you're saying they're going to cover the four points. They're going to win by a touchdown, I think. Like, like a 30, 34-27 or a, uh, a 37-30 type of game. So. Got it, got it. All right. We agree on the total. We disagree on the side. Break the tie. The tie. Chad Nolan. Yeah, man. I, uh, I love this one to go over. Uh, definitely think we've got two offensive coaches. I think this one's going to be a shootout. We're in an indoor, dome-controlled uh, environment. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the Cardinals, the home dog here in the division, getting four points. Right. Um, I think this is going to be a close game. You know, the Cardinals got knocked out by the Rams last year. You know, I think they're in the division. I think this is, you know, Kingsbury, they've been studying the Rams, um, Super Bowl champs. This has been the, this is the team to be, I think this is the team that they've prepared for the most. And I think this is a big revenge game theory here, man. Revenge game theory. This is the team exactly. that knocked, knocked you out of the playoffs last year, and you got them at home in front of your home fans, um, getting four points. Uh, I, I like the Cardinals here, plus the four. Revenge game theory. I used to go against it. I never will again. Uh, it's just one of those bad things. You go out there, play basketball. You get beat. Think about it all night, and you go back down to the basketball court to play over your head and beat. Uh, we get the kids on the park. Uh, so I, the the majority decision with uh, Scott being Ruth Ginsburg on the side, we're gonna go with the revenge anger, anger, the angry revenge angle in your Arizona Cardinals, and that momentum. I'll agree over forty eight. That momentum from last week mixed in with the revenge game, right? Big time. The gift they got. Both play together. I think Kyler's going to be back there running, running around again. Donald's going to get tired out here late. Right. Yeah, Kyler Murray right now is just taking off. He's going to wear down the Rams defensive line. doesn't have any depth. Uh, Von Miller's not there anymore. Warner is old uh, to begin with. So give me your Arizona Cardinals plus three and a half, over 48, a majority decision with Scott dissenting, dissenting. And like the Rams by a touchdown. Pete Carroll and the rest of the Seattle Seahawks as the Falcons go across the country again for the second week in a row. Chief team, Arthur Blank is going through a divorce. The gold digger knows what she's doing. Got all the money. The team in a trust being run by the trust. And as we know, us wealth managers, trust do not like to pay labor costs. They don't have the backups and the manpower to go across the country two weeks in a row. Uh, that was an exhausting game against the Rams. Pete Carroll is going to dial up the game plan to keep the score down and give me the Seattle Seahawks on the money line. And I'm going to take under 42.5. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here. Man, Atlanta, they're in a tough spot here, man, going back 
two two games. You know, they're gonna that's pretty much two to three days. They're behind from travel days. Um, you know, and they're flying commercial. They don't have a charter flight because the trust is the one to play for, for their own plane. They're they're coming off you know a tough division loss um, to San Francisco where they really did not look good at all. Um, right. I expect them to bounce back and have a lot better showing here back at home. Um, great home crowd, one of the toughest places to play in the NFL. Um, you know, I just don't think the Falcons are going to have enough here. Um, you know, that, that defense is going to be ready to go. Um, you know, Pete Carroll is going to have, have them locked in here. And I think they'll do just enough here to, to pull this one out in a very close game, low-scoring game. Um, right now I'm seeing it's pretty much even. It's a pick em, right? Is that what everyone else has got? A pick yeah. Right now? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I like I like I like the home team here, Seahawks coming off a tough division loss, and uh, it's a team that's had to travel to the West Coast back to back weeks. Um, you know, I, I think the the Seahawks get it done, and it'll stay under the forty two and a half by the half point. What do you think, Scott? I hate both these teams really badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go under. Neither team's gonna be able to score. Seattle's gonna impose their defensive will. I'm going to take Seattle. I, I think at home, I think that's the difference in the game. I think if it was at Atlanta, I would I would probably go the other way. But being in Seattle, I, I just think, and as you said, flying commercial two weeks in a row across the country is not doesn't do you any favors as a football team. So yeah. no. um, they should have stayed. They should have stayed in the West Coast someplace instead right. of going back home again. Exactly. So yeah, I agree with you guys. Seattle and the under. Yeah. And nothing says cheap franchise than having a wide receiver as a running back. For a I know. I know. <laughs> they won't even pay for a running back. <laughs> I know. Insanity. Uh, man, Tampa Bay, the Packers, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, he's decided, um, I guess, the mar- Giselle and the marriage therapist, psychotherapist, have decided he, he's going to take every Wednesday off. Uh I like Tampa Bay. Money line or minus one, whatever makes more sense with the money. I like Tampa Bay on the money line. I like it over 41. Two offensive guys going against each other. The off the average of an NFL game is 45 points. Even the year where everybody said they were scoring a lot, at the end of the day, it's 45 points. This is 41 points. And you got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two offensive coaches. And let me see the weather in Tampa. I don't think I'm ever going back to Tampa as my mother-in-law is going to come here to live with us. Unless I'm dead in a casket, I'll never go back to Tampa. Uh, it's because of the humidity and the heat. And we'll go to Lakeland, Florida, where my mother-in-law lives, maybe 10 minutes north of Tampa. And it's right now it's 2 a.m. in Tampa, and it's 80 degrees it's what they're predicting for Tampa at 2 a.m. It's 80 degrees with boy, 80% boy. humidity. Boy, I'm up late if it's 2 a.m. <laughs> no, it's not 2 a.m. yet, but that's it's... what the weather's going to be like. Oh, it's going to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. On Sunday, <laughs> it's going to be a lovely 88 degrees. With the it's, it's great with the humidity is more than the heat. It's going to be 88 degrees, 90% humidity. So there's going to be a lot of scoring in the fourth quarter with two very, very tired defenses. 
Tampa Bay is going to win. Uh, Green Bay early in the season. They got a soft division. They got a big division win last week. They're not bringing much of a game plan over to Tampa. And look for uh, Tampa Bay, even if Green Bay doesn't score a lot, to uh, get it over 41. They don't really have to score much to get it over 41. I have no idea why it's, why it's 41. It's still 41. I, I can tell you. Yeah. I know exactly why. Okay, go ahead, Scott. So, Mike Evans is suspended. Right. Not playing. Uh, Julio Jones did not practice. Probably not playing. Chris Godwin, not playing. So Tom Brady basically has Leonard Fournette and Brashad Perriman to throw the ball to. Brashad Perriman is carrying it up it's in practice. Brady's been throwing to no, nobody up. his whole career. He's been throwing yeah, to but I think because of the Mike Evans suspension, I think that's what, what's bringing the total down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all It'll, the injuries too. So I, I love Tampa at home, and I love the under in this game. I don't think it's going over. I think it's, it's going to be one of those 17 to 14 type of games because Green Bay's defense is pretty good too. Tampa's defense is, is phenomenal. I mean, they're in the, them and Buffalo are head and shoulders above the rest, I think. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to, to dominate like he did against the Bears. The Bears are a different story. They're a terrible team. Um, so I like Tampa Bay and I like the under in this game. I, I think it's, it's going to be a, a very fast, a very fast game with a lot of running the ball. So that's what I see. What, what were you saying, Jason? That the season uh, opening uh, on this line was 52, and it's now at 41 and a half. It's yeah. dropped. Yeah. Uh, yeah dropped 11 10. points. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, these teams are 4-0 to the under right now. Um, right. You know, something's got to give here. Uh, 4-0 to the under, so the, so they, the market, I think, has overreacted a little bit and dropped this number super low under the key number of 42. I mean, I I got it. I, I just – I can't, in my right mind, take a Brady and Rodgers matchup in, in, at this number. I mean, I know it's low for a reason, you know, like Scott's saying, but under that key number, I, I just – I got to play the over here. I got to take Tampa Bay on the money line, and I got to play over 41 and a half. Right. I, I think Scotty Miller is going to get a bomb. Touchdown, Cameron Brady. He's, he's hurt too. Scotty Miller. <laughs> yes, he's hurt too. All the Tampa Bay receivers are hurt. Russell Gage, Rashad Perriman's the only guy that's healthy right now. Out of they have to go with a three tight end offense. Cameron Brady, yes. Leonard Fournette. It's gonna be huge, right? And really, what I think is gonna make it over is gonna be the heat and humidity in the fourth quarter, where just guys are gonna drop. Fournette's gonna go for a touchdown. The game's going to end 27-17. They got – All right. All right. I'm switching. Uh, give me the over. <laughs> give me the over. I'll go the over. I agree. Because even with the running, uh, they're going to be dead tired. Boom. Pop a hole. Uh, yeah. Minute, True. Go 60 uh, yards touchdown. True. True. I mean, you got the two most accurate throwers of the football yeah. in the league. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you don't need receivers to have a lot of separation. That shit's going to be on them. Just catch the game right. shit, you know? No, big time. Big time. Like, I don't – Brady's not – he doesn't need you to get separation. He just needs you to turn around and catch the ball. It's about to hit you in the face mask. Right. Yeah. You know? And it's under two key numbers, right? 45, which is the average score of an NFL game. And 42, which is the key number, and then yep. two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Two uh, 
offensive coaches, right? Todd Bowles is defense, but LaFleur and Tom Brady, he's the coach of the team, uh, spells the over for me. And that's another thing. We'll look at it Sunday, whether this dropped even more. As ESPN keeps replaying and replaying and talking about Evans, Evans, and people keep betting the under, and, you know, it might be even lower. So, unanimous decision is Tampa Bay. Money line or minus one, whatever pays you more money. And under 41. Let me make sure I have it under. Over 41. Over 41. Over 41. Over 41. All right. Uh, the highest winning percentage historically in the NFL are the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Kansas Denver Broncos have the highest winning percentage at home. Another new coach, nepotism. Again, his dad was the coach, Hackett. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who was on the 2005 John Gruden staff with Kyle Shanahan, with McVay. These are all Andy Reid people up and through, up and down that um, coaching staff. That's why you see uh, them be so conservative the first two games of the season. The fans were booing him last week. And the decisions he made, even though they won, everybody says that uh, Russell Wilson looks like he's 47 years old. So the Broncos have a lot to prove this weekend at home against the 49ers. 49ers like to run it a lot. Shanahan feels that he can be the quarterback himself and just hand it off because he's a guru. Whatever defense you're in, he can create a running lane for his running backs. Uh, Marlon Mack, USF Bulls, got him off the practice squad to hit a home run in the running game in altitude. So give me the Denver Broncos on the money line. Uh, I don't even need the points because I'm confident that the Broncos are going to win. Shanahan's dad used to coach in Denver. The altitude the calls. Uh, I think the 49ers are thinking long-term. And it couldn't be kind of vanilla in the Broncos' need <coughs> more. Russell Wilson is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback as well. So Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl. Garoppolo, very impulsive guy. That's why he dates prostitutes and porn stars in public, because he's impulsive, doesn't think it through. He threw that interception in, in the Super Bowl. Hey so, man, that's what he, that's what he likes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some deep, some deep analysis here. So give me the Broncos on the money line under forty, under forty-four. What, what do you think, Scott? Let me go, Scott and Chad. The the Broncos are getting points at home. Give me that all day. Right. Um, give me Denver, and give me the under. I, I you know, I, I just think this is one of those. 24-17 type of games where Denver will win it in the end. Russell Wilson's the probably one of the top five clutch quarterbacks in the NFL when it comes to taking your team down the field and scoring. Um, they do have injuries, but I, I still think that mile-high stadium and that altitude with Denver on a Sunday night uh, and them at home winning. Yeah, percentage. I'm going to tweet it out in the third quarter of the early games because I'm going to bet it. I'm going to bet because – the Silicon Valley money, right? Peter Thiel, Silicon Valley, bidding a million dollars blindly a game on the 49ers. It's going to drive that line even higher than what it is. 
If I can get it plus three and a half, maybe even four, Denver, I'm going to go ahead and take that. What do you think, Chad Noah? Yeah, man, I uh, I love Denver here on the money line, plus 105. Gives a little bit more than even money. Um, Is that the money line pick of the week? The yeah. Broncos? This one, could, this one could be the money line pick of the week right here. I like this one a lot. We getting um, plus money on that? Yeah, plus 105. Yeah. I, you know, you're looking at two teams here that are 4-0 to the under, and I think it continues here. You know, I'm, I, I can't – conservative coaches. They both think exactly the same way. Yeah. High plays for division games in late and, in the season. This is and, early and in the season. Both these defenses are stout, man, and, and both teams like, like – defense. Both teams like to run the ball here. You got to love the under. You got to love the Broncos at home here. Um, great spot for him, man. And, and Jimmy G, man, he, he likes his women with some experience, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Frank Reich likes his quarterback with experience. <laughs> oh, but we're talking about impulsivity leading to interceptions and Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Uh, All right. Well, big money see, betting machine. Just leaves right. us with the, the Monday night game, Monday right? Night. The boys. The and then the last game is going to be Monday Night Football. The Dallas Cowboys. The, the Giants are favorite. The last 25 years. <laughs> the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, 25 years ago, you know, uh, Troy Aikman, uh, plus one at the Giants. Uh, Cooper Rush versus Daniel Jones. Oh, Daniel gosh. Jones is going to get hurt running the ball. They've got five to ten design runs because that's a D-ball offense. I don't think that's going to work against the Cowboys. Cowboys just have a better roster, division games. McCarthy did win a Super Bowl once. He blew another Super Bowl when he had like a 20-point lead against uh, Pete Carroll and lost in last February. Remember that? Debacle. <laughs> he could have won another Super Bowl, but he messed it up. Uh, D-ball's in his first year. This game's for keeps. Again, we told you how much money Jerry Jones has. The officials understand that. Uh, man, the total's 39 in this game. But I still think it goes under that. This is a 20-17 game, 37 points max. Yeah. Dallas doesn't even want to score. They just want to uh, keep their defense off the field and wait for the other team to make a mistake. What do you think? We'll go uh, uh, Chad and Scott. Yeah, I mean, the Giants are 2-0 and here. I mean, the the Giants, 3-0, and I mean, the way that they've been playing, I mean, they've just been getting, you know, these two games have fallen into their laps. Right. Um, I just, I'm going to bet that the Giants do not start 3-0. and You know, I, I think the Cowboys got a lot, lot more talent on this roster. The de- defense is solid. Um, the Bengals are a lot better win than Panthers last week for the Giants. I think Cooper Rush, we talked about him being a better quarterback, um, you know, than Dak for this team, getting him in the right play. Right. And I think that they, the Cowboys do enough to pull out a very close win in a very low-scoring game. You know, this is going to be a 20-17, a 17-14 to 17, a 17 to 14 type game, and the Cowboys pull it out. Again, the, the Giants have $219 million 
in cap space. They're in the top five for cap space. And I see these young coaches, like I saw McDaniel last week, make a mistake. He's making a mistake with being the co-GM as well. I see Debo making mistakes. He's 2-0. and Instead of keeping his team happy, he's bringing guys from the streets and workout and cutting guys. I don't think you do that with 2-0. You keep the good times rolling, and I keep everybody on edge like that. Even though he's been a good coach and not done anything, and just taking advantage of the other team's mistakes or flaws in one, two games. Dallas is going to be ready to play here. I, I don't think they win. What do you think, Scott? This is a god-awful Monday night game, to be honest with you. Um, I have trouble sleeping, again, recorded. Here you go. Here you go. Just start watching the game. So, so I cannot bet the Giants in this game. They beat Ben McAdoo's Carolina Panthers. Right. Ben and they beat Tennessee, who tried to run a tight end end around on a third and one and had the yeah. best, you know, Derrick Henry in the backfield. And they just Giants. got massacred by Buffalo. Yes. The Giants can will not win this game. Dallas will win a 17 to 14 type of game. Right. So give me Dallas and give me the under. It, if the Giants go 3-0, and I'll bet them for the Super Bowl championship. That's how. <laughs> I, right. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. They can't do it. Can't do it. No way. no way. Chad, were you on that under 39 too? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Good. Unanimous. Yeah. If the Giants yeah. win, they can have my forty dollars. I don't care. This, this is my this is my so called ten style lock of the week: Dallas and the under. Okay, so this is the this is the money line pick of the week: Dallas on Monday night. I think, man, there's three good money: man, Seattle money line, Denver money line, and Dallas money line. Those are our three money line picks of the week. Yep. I think those those yep. all let's go with those are good fine. picks. Yep. those are two out of three for you, guaranteed. Two out of three. All right, guys, final thoughts, man. I like this week a lot. I think we're learning from mistakes. Uh, we've been lied to a lot, so we had to filter through a lot of lying, a lot of misinformation. Still, things are going crazy. It's funny. The most craziness is the most crazy organization, right? What the fuck? So we have to do research of what the fuck, the Lord Commander of the Universe, and criminal Daniel Sand. Final thought, guys. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of lines this week that might correct themselves between now and, and Saturday night. So, you know, if, if you have a strong opinion and you like the line where it is, bet it now. If you would rather wait and see what happens, then wait and see what happens. But there's some lines that you can bet now and, and feel really good about what you're what you're betting. So, Right. There's three times where you bet, sometimes four. Like when the Steelers came out, I bet that right away. There's most of the games I bet by Wednesday. It's always good to have it early because we live in an uncertain, chaotic world. You don't know what's going to happen Thursday, Friday. You know, a kid breaks a leg. Uh, you know, a client wants this or that. You don't know what's going to happen. So get most of your picks on Wednesday. But there's some games like that 49er game with the Silicon Valley money. Uh, the other game we talked about that you're going to look at a half hour before the game starts and bet it. And fourth one, there's some games that if you feel a certain way, or it's happened to me many times, I haven't put in the bet in, and I watch the fourth quarter, and the team that I'm betting on that I know is going to win is down 14 nothing. And you go 
online betting and you're getting a game where you think your team's going to win, suddenly you got plus 1,500, plus 28, right? And you end up making a lot of money that way. And, think, and before Chad goes, yeah, keep a, keep a close eye on that Washington-Philadelphia for any news that comes out because that, that line moved a lot right. in a short time. So, Right. So something triggered that. Yep. What do you think, Chad? Man, yeah, it's going to be another fun one. Um, two and two for profits in the first two weeks, and we got a streak going. We're looking to keep it alive. I like uh, – you know, I, I like the diversity. We, we, you know, we all, you know, 80% of the picks we're all pretty much in agreement on. There's about 20% that we got, we got our little, you know, uh, dissenters, our Ruth Bader Ginsburg's here. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that makes it fun, man. It makes it exactly. fun. A little, a little bit of competition amongst the group. Democracy. We don't live in an autocracy where yeah. everything has to, you disagree with Putin, you get shot right here. Yeah. Everybody has their own opinion based on facts here. And we all respect each other's opinion and we all listen to each other. And if we're wrong, we admit it and then we learn from it. And then, boom, we get that diversity, that, that 46% cash flow. Yep. And you don't have to pay Action Sports $300 to pay anybody for picks. We show you how to do picks. Uh, we do have a tip jar. So if you, like Jimmy made $29,000 based on our information, go ahead, send us 50 a uh, hundred bucks, we'll take it, right? Uh, based off your winnings, not before you win, after you win. Also, uh, Chance Nolan, the pro football focus, number one rated quarterback, Chad's brother, uh, going against USC. We got his hats, his T-shirts, his hoodies on the website. Go ahead, get a T-shirt, get a hat. Chance Nolan. And then when he's in the draft, draft day, you can wear your Chance Nolan T-shirt hat. Right, but you don't have to pay us 300 bucks, you don't have to send us your email. We do not, I can't even take it, I can't take your credit card number for anything other than maybe chance of shirt that will give chance of money. Right, and the tips will distribute it amongst Jason, Scott, and Chad. But it's not religion, it's not philanthropy, it's business. When you give one, you always get 10 back. Right? Great information we get from Adrian Rock, and we monetize it. Right? That's tenfold from the free information we're giving. And Winston Churchill said, You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network.